You're listening to the Wilkesbury Scranton Penguins podcast, the best place to break the ice with your favorite players. Now here's your host with the toast, Nick Hart. Okay, welcome back. It feels good to be back here on the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast. Another episode coming at you right now. I am Nick Hart, and my guest for this episode of the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast is none other than Penguins rookie forward Anthony Angelo. Anthony, what a pleasure to have you on the show. How you doing, buddy? Good, Nick. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. I know we had to run around a little bit to get this set up, but I am glad that we were able to Put it all together. I'm sure the fans are excited to hear from you, too, especially given the way that you've started your rookie season here with Wilkes-Barre Scranton. After this past weekend slate of games, seven goals this season, leading the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. I don't want to toot your horn too much, but this has been a, a fantastic start for a guy, especially in his rookie year, to be in the position that you're in right now. Uh, where's your confidence at right now this early in the season? Oh, it's good. Um, definitely been a confidence boost for sure, but uh, I take pride and you know playing the right way playing a 200 foot game doing all the little things right having good attention to detail playing physical and you know being able to go to the net hard um and i think nonetheless being able to go to the net hard and uh playing in front of the net playing in the dirty areas you know you get rewarded and i've been rewarded early this season so um hopefully you know, can just kind of keep it going forward uh, definitely getting rewarded for all that hard work like i mentioned seven goals already this season um your most recent goal against the charlotte checkers was a beauty too you had the presence of mind to kind of pull that puck out of midair after it. Callum Booth made the initial save. It kind of popped 90 degrees up into the atmosphere. You pulled it down and then tapped it in so that it didn't roll out of your glove and across the goal line. The presence of mind that has to go into scoring a goal like that, what are you thinking in a moment like that? Because I'm sure the average person would just completely panic and just start smacking their stick around or something or just palm it in with their hands straight away. Honestly, I, I saw the puck go up. I knew we needed to get a goal here to tie that game up. So, I I mean, as quick as I could, I just thought pull it out of the air and put it in with something other than my hands or my feet. So I uh, went down and swatted it in as quick as I could. A lot of your goals coming right at the net front. Uh, you're a big physical forward, uh, something that I'm sure you really uh, learned how to use to your advantage in your time at Cornell. We'll talk about Cornell in a little bit, but right now I know this is a – busy day for you not only did you just get off the ice for practice get a little workout in not only are you here on the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast with myself I just got word from Brian Coe that you have a little something something else going on later tonight is that right yeah going to uh, uh I believe a library to go and read to uh little five and six year olds so it's something that we uh did with regards to volunteer work at Cornell and with the Omaha Lancers and I just wanted to continue it here yeah, you'll be going to uh, the Back Mountain Library. So by the time this comes out, sorry, kids, you already missed Anthony Angelo if you didn't make it out to Back Mountain Library. But it's going to be really cool for those kids that actually do get the chance to kind of sit down with you. I know that was a um, a, a favorite uh, charitable spot for Tom Kostopoulos when he was still playing with the team. That was uh, an appearance that he always said, you know, I want to be one of the guys that goes out to Back Mountain Library. I know his family. Um, his kids were in the school district nearby, so it made sense for TK. And they always roped a rookie into going with him. Sometimes it wouldn't be the guy who was uh, the most outgoing personality, so kind of put him on the spot to read in front of a bunch of kids and things like that. But it's good to see that you've kind of, 
I don't want to say necessarily taking up the mantle, but it's not like we're dragging you out to go to Back Mountain Library. You said you were doing stuff like this at Cornell and in juniors at Omaha too, right? For sure. For sure. It, uh, we did elementary school stuff in Omaha, and uh, we also did it at Cornell. We went to a school called Newfield School District, and, um, you know, it was great. We got to work with kids that, you know, some of them struggled in math, some of them struggled more with reading, and we'd all go and kind of pair up with a kid in the classroom and go, I think it was once every couple of weeks, and we were there the whole year, and at the end we got to do a little kickball game or tournament the final day. So yes, that's the to way to do to. it. You always have to end on the the fun stuff, right? You always Absolutely. needed to end on that. I remember when I was lending a helping hand with some like hockey hockey camps back home in Pittsburgh, like they'd be coached by guys like you know, Phil Bork, longtime Pittsburgh Penguins, Stanley Cup champion, Derek Schooley, head coach of Robert Morris's men's division one hockey program. And, you know, I was a young kid in high school or college. I'd come back and help out, too. And the way we ended every week after busting the kids and making them work really hard the whole week is, you know, a bunch of shootouts, you know, things like that. Baseball. Did you ever play hockey baseball? No. That that was a staple game. It it doesn't make any sense. Like, it's it's hard to explain. Like, you'd have your batting order in the corner of, like, the offensive zone. And the field is, I think, from the goal line to the opposite side blue line and the teams are like 12 on 12 or something like that and what you would do is you would try and fling the puck out of the zone um or wherever you wanted to put it and the team in the field needed to score before the batter the guy who knocked it out into the zone skated all the way around the zone and back to the huh. goal line yeah, i've never heard of that one yeah it was but we'd end the week on something like that and then there would also be a, a game, uh, I think we called it dodgeball, but it wasn't really dodgeball. It was just the coaches got a bunch of tennis balls and got to fire them at the kids. It was more fun for the coaches than the kids, <laughs> but the kids loved it anyway, diving all over the place trying to evade the tennis ball. So that's the way, the perfect way to end a, a week of hard work is with a game of kickball or something like that. Were you a stellar kickball player in your day? Uh, I liked I was more of I like the kicking. As I like the more, kicking. As more opposed to the uh, fielding. Right. But um, yeah, I like I like to say I was able to kick it pretty far. Uh, we got pretty competitive. Uh, what was it elementary and middle school? So um, it was either that or football for uh, my recess one. Or football. Yeah. Yeah, it was that was something I never grew up playing. So it was cool to get out with all the kids that you know played competitively, and it was just uh, it was a different animal. Yeah. So. Now, this is recess, you said, right? Correct. So they made you t play touch football, right? Or did you, like, get away from the lunch ladies and get a little tackle in? We got away from the lunch ladies in the winter. Okay. Uh, it was a little bit more padded. But, um, no, it was touch football. Okay. What uh, what position did you play? I know I'm using air quotes right now. That's hard to see for the people <laughs> at home. With air quotes, I played quarterback and then wide receiver. Quarterback and wide receiver. That was the best part of, like, recess football or something like that is you would basically just play every position and no one was actually smart enough to know like how to play defense like no one would be like i'm cornerback oh, you exactly. would just like follow somebody and if they threw the ball to you just try to like knock it down or yeah. something like that it was there's, a, there's no structure to the whole thing no it was typically a defensive line and then a bunch of safeties and then you know the occasional one kid that would count to five and blitz yes exactly the kid that would count to five and blitz and i'm happy to hear that your group didn't have the all-time quarterback because there'd be like the one kid that would just be like i'm all-time quarterback no, we kind of we rotated around a good. bit. That's that's a Whoever good. Whoever was kind of hot right that there. day. 
What's that? Whoever was hot that day. Whoever was hot that day was just slinging it around. Like you said, a, like three-person defensive line and then like eight safeties. I loved recess football. Or My neighbors growing up had like a – they had like the perfect yard. It was flat, long. There was a big hill at the bottom. So if you lost a ball to the left, it wasn't coming back. That ball was gone forever. But as long as you stayed in the confines of their pretty large yard, that was where like everything happened. Wiffle ball – football and same thing like in the winter when the parents weren't watching we we'd we'd get a little bit more physical because it was padded or at least that's what we told ourselves oh yeah and then someone would end crying anyway it didn't matter <laughs> it didn't matter at all um but yeah that's that's excellent that you'll be heading out to a to a local library uh reading to some kids you a, you a big reader in your spare time absolutely not absolutely not no not I, a reader re- at all reading is not something I liked doing when I was younger. My okay. mom always preached it. Mm-hmm. Anthony, you're going to need it at school. Anthony, you're going to need it at Cornell. Anthony, <laughs> you're going to need it. You know, I, I absolutely believe it's a great skill to have. It's just something that I just didn't like doing. Isn't it crazy the amount of things that your parents would have told you to do when you were a kid, and you'd be like, listen, I think I've got it covered. And then as you grow up, you're like, yeah, reading's super important. You should read all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Looking back, there's a multiple multiple things my uh, parents told me to do. One of them being my dad telling me, he goes, oh, you'll never be able to get through school without knowing how to type properly. Uh-huh. And t- all the kids that knew how to type properly would be able to crush their assignments in half the amount of time. But I, I just ne- I never Just I going never like learned. one key at a time? It, it was kind of whatever finger went to whatever key at that time. I'd use them all, but it wasn't. Uh, traditional, you know, standard typing. Yeah. But, I, you know, I got through the three years that I did at school, and uh, I'm sure my dad will be listening to this, so he'll probably not like that too much. But um, <laughs> You made it, though. I did. You made it. I made it. So, Anthony won, dad zero on that one. Well, I don't know. You just said that your dad had a point. He, so did, he did have a point, but he also said I couldn't do it. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I, I think the point goes to you. It's okay though. He has a lot of other ones. Yeah, it, yeah. The the parents always, the parents always win, win in the end. The scoreboard Absolutely. is leaning heavily in their favor. You say that you're not much of a reader, but um, I did a little did a little bit of homework before we hopped on here. I found an old story on Syracuse.com written by the one and only Lindsey Kramer, a great sports reporter up there in Syracuse. We see him all the time when the Penguins play the Crunch. Um, talking about your time at Cornell saying that there was a book that was recommended to you by Coach Mike Schaefer that kind of uh, really changed the, the course of your career, a book called Mindset. What can you tell me about Mindset? In a nutshell, it talked about the difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset, mm-hmm. where a growth mindset, you were kind of more open to the process, and you weren't worried about the result. You were worried about getting better each and every day. Um, and it, it, the I believe the writer was Carol Carol Dweck, maybe, and um, she she related it to all different things, whether it was life as a whole, to relationships, to sports, to school. And uh, Coach Schaefer wanted us to use it, uh, specifically talking about, you know, worry about the things you can control. Don't worry about, you know, the results. Don't, you know, take accountability. Uh, a good point he made was he – or I think it was in the book, too, maybe. It talked about um, going – taking a class, you know, it – going through a class and learning a ton and not getting the grade you would have liked as opposed to taking the class, getting an A, and not learning anything. And not retaining anything. Exactly. That actually makes a lot of sense. Um, but, you know, it just it talked it talked a lot about, uh, you know, like the growth mindset in regards to growing and uh, focusing on the little things, the things you can control, and 
you know, taking it one step at a time and, and just kind of trusting that process, knowing it's, it's a means to the end and you're worried more about the means than the end result. Yeah, and you are correct, uh, written by Carol Dweck, so your memory is sharp on that one as well. Um, and this really had a had a profound impact on you uh, when you were still in college? For sure. I uh, the, the mental part of the game is the thing that I needed, I think, the most help on. And I learned that, um, I want to say it was between my sophomore and junior year going into that one was where it really took a toll because I was, I was more worried about the end result, the end result and making sure – whatever that might have been, whether it was, you know, scoring or something. And then when I really kind of came into junior year, focusing on the process, doing the little things right, mm -hmm. coming in every day with the same mindset, the same focus and attitude, I found I had more success on the ice. So her book is uh, definitely something that I, I took into uh, into account, and it, it worked out well. That is one book I actually read or listened to, for that matter. The little audio book? Th yeah. That can't hurt. I think, do the audio books count as reading? I think oh, – I'm going to have to think about this for a little bit because I feel like nothing actually replaces having a book in your hand or I guess in today's world like a Kindle or an iPad or something like that and actually reading the letters and things like that. But then to the same token, like if you're driving on a long trip or something like that or doing chores, you're still getting all the information or story if it's a work of fiction or a biography or something like that. I don't know. I never, I never personally got on the audiobook train. That's how that's how I would get a bunch of my reading done. Because when I would come home, I would spend a lot of time in the cars. Mm -hmm. Whether it be going from the morning, you know, from my house to workout, from the workout to the rink, and then the rink back home. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of time in cars, and I figured, you know, it was half an hour from one place to another. You know, another half hour, and then another half hour home. Or even the days I go from Syracuse to Rochester to train, um, you know, it'd be an hour and a half there, an hour and a half back. It's three hours that I could uh, just kind of drive and listen to the book and think about whatever it had to be. So I mean. For me, it worked out. I I don't really have the attention span to sit there and read a book and flip through the pages. And okay. So it, it worked out. I guess so. See, when I'm in a long drive in a car or something like that, I'm a podcast guy. Uh, I mean, unrelated to the fact that we're on a podcast right now, but that's what I'll use. If I'm not listening to music or something like that, or I'll change it up and go to a podcast and listen to that for an hour, two hours and a half, and then switch back to music, or I'll flip back and forth. I never even considered, like, audiobook as an option when driving, which I know it is an option, but whenever I'm game planning my trips, maybe that's something I need to look into. Because that's reading is something that, for a while, like the past three or four years, I'm like, I need to read more. I need to get back into reading. I used to read all the time when I was a kid, and then, like, high school rolled around, and I was only interested, I shouldn't even say, I wasn't interested in reading. I only read because it was, like, assigned to me in class. And then I just stopped reading outright in yeah, college. For and sure. I'm like, I want to start reading again. I have a book that I have for the road trips that I've been thumbing through, but then I'm trying to get other work done. Audiobook may be the way I need to go. I think so. My dad has kind of – he sold me on audiobooks. Mm -hmm. He would always listen to them in long trips and ask me if I'd heard of these or read them. And, um, so I guess there's a, a point for my dad. Another point for dad. You hear that? What's your dad's name? Dave. Dave. You hear that one? You're just racking up the points right now on your son. He got the one on you early, but now I think the more it comes out, more and more points are going to be going to Dave Angelo. Speaking of which, I think now is a good time for us to engage in a part of the podcast that I call The Question. This is a recurring segment on the podcast, Anthony, where we have the previous episode's guest leave a blind question for the next episode's guest. So our previous episode's guest had 
no idea that Anthony Angelo was coming on. It can't be a question that's specifically catered to you. It can be about anything in the world, and I think this is a perfect transition. Anthony, are you ready for me to pop the question? I am ready. All right. Who bought you your first car, and what was it? Uh, my parents bought me my first car. Another point for the parents. And it was the gray Lexus. Gray R Lexus. RX350 that is actually parked right outside the ring. That's here. still your first car? Still my car. All right. How long ago did you uh, did they get it for you? I believe it was my 17th birthday. Your 17th birthday. Yeah. It's, uh, it, was, it was a pretty funny story. So I it was on my 17th birthday. It was during the week. And um, they had a couple of gifts. And there was a little box they told me to open up last. And I opened the box up. And there were there were keys in it, but it weren't the keys you were thinking of. It was little like baby keys that they chew on. So they thought <laughs> like it was like hysterical. Fish, Fisher Price and, like keys, yeah. Um, I you know I wasn't funny at the time. And they're like, oh, okay, well we're gonna go over to our neighbors for cake. Yeah, you were probably like, yeah, sweet and, present, mom and yeah, dad. Yeah, so thanks. I was like, all right, because <laughs> they were dropping hints. Yeah. For multiple weeks prior, and I was like, oh, I don't want to go to the neighbor's house, but they really insisted on me coming. So I went over and. They opened up the garage, and there was the car with uh, a red bow on it. So it, it was pretty cool. And actual keys. And actual keys. Not baby toy keys. No. <laughs> so it uh, it was good. Um, you know, like, I want to get a new car sometime in the near future. My sister needs a car at school, and uh, I was just going to give her this one. Okay, yeah. That's so not a bad play. Uh, no. Nope. Other than her crashing it a couple times. but A couple of times? Yeah, yeah, it was uh, sometime last year. I remember when it was. I was inside. My dad came flying in the door and goes, Anthony, when did you hit your car or get run into or hit something? I was like, Dad, what are you talking about? Like, I haven't. And I have done no such thing, Father. <laughs> I probably a whole day went by before my sister finally said, hey, it was me when I was driving. And It's all right. It still works. It's, it's st it still works. It still gets you from A to B. And you guys still love each other. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. All righty. Well, yes. So – well handled, Anthony. The question that is that is a good story as well. Are you are you aware of who our previous episode's guest was? Uh, I believe it was Thrill. It was. It was Will the Thrill O'Neill. This is the first year where I think everyone has actually known who the previous episode's guest was. Because in the past, I'd ask them, "Would you like to know who our previous episode's guest is?" And then the person would say yes. And then I would say, "Well, you can then direct yourself to all previous episodes of the Wilkes-Barre Grants and Penguins podcast by going to the Penguins SoundCloud page or." On iTunes, that's a little hint for those of you listening out there if you want to find our previous episodes of the podcast. But, of course, right now we are here with Penguins forward Anthony Angelo from, correct me on the pronunciation here, Manlius, New York? Correct. Manlius, New York. What's that, Central NY? It's North Central NY? Yeah, it's, it's a little bit east of Syracuse. East of Syracuse. So it's a little suburb about 15 minutes outside of downtown. Mm -hmm. What was the hockey scene like growing up outside of Syracuse? Um, uh, it was it was up and coming for sure. We had, uh, I think the, the, when I started, it was the Syracuse Stars. It was based out of Cicero, which is northern Syracuse. Um, and then they got changed to like the Syracuse Nationals and... I believe they're still the Syracuse Nats now, short for Nationals. Syracuse so Nats. It's, um, that was the Tier 1 or Tier AAA or yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever the category is, and that's that's kind of what I played growing up. So I was uh, in that organization uh, through my junior year of high school. 
with a brief stint in the Rochester organization my seventh grade year. The Rochester organization. What was what was that team called? Uh, they were the Rochester Americans, and they got changed to the Rochester Alliance. Rochester Alliance. So that was with um, – coached by – Mike Shane, and then it was like Brendan Shane, Nate Sassis, who plays at uh, Penn State, Anthony Petrella, who played at UMass, yes. Amherst, uh, Nate Billetier, who is in the OHL with the Frontenacs. Um, yeah, it was a really good team. I think they uh, they recruited me when they were like third in the nation or something like that, and so we won states. We got to go to nationals, and my favorite memories, we got to go to the, Qu- the Pee Wee Quebec tournament right. uh, in February of that seventh grade year which was really really cool i know that's a really really popular thing for a lot of kids that play like triple a hockey they love that uh that tournament in quebec what what age group did you say this was the year you played with rochester oh so i was in seventh grade i was 12 so 2007 2008 right okay you said they recruited you too so for those of you a little bit unfamiliar with how youth hockey works how does a 12 year old from east of Syracuse, New York, get recruited to play triple-A hockey for another team? Well, I was – during that time, I was playing a year up, so I was playing with the 95 team. Okay. And the 96 team said, listen, you – we're going to – we can give you a spot in our team. Um, I would drive to Rochester a couple of times a week to practice, and um, I play against kids my own age, and they basically um, guaranteed nationals in Quebec. Yeah. Which was – Looking back, kind of bold at that time, but that's very bold. But it um, worked out. It did work out. Interesting. Yeah. So you were playing up, and then their their selling point was you come back and play with other ninety sixes. But we're gonna be sick. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They had only lost one game at that point. It was to the St. Louis Blues AAA team. Okay. Who was I believe they had McGinnis. It was Al McGinnis's team. Okay, because that kind of leads me to my next point. St. Louis has gone through like a huge over like the past three or four years of like players that would have grown up in that age group like mid 90s stuff born in the mid 90s mid late 90s getting drafted very highly in the NHL draft over the past few years your area of New York has seen a lot of really good players turning pro highly touted prospects or even making it to the NHL I know Alex Tuck had a three-on-three tournament over this past summer that you participated in how did that all come together Oh, it was fun. Um, Al and I have been really close since we were, God, probably seven or eight. Okay. We were young. We'd do uh, uh, summer trips up to Montreal to play with the Montreal Ice Storm. Um, but we, we'd grown up. He lived in Baldwinsville, which was another suburb of Syracuse, and we all played in the same organization. And um, we just stayed close throughout the whole time. And he always did a camp in the summers. That was like a little skills camp that I'd go help out at, and then that progressed into charity work. Right. So instead of, you know, using the money um, for his benefit, he, you know, da- donated it all back to Marines Hope. I think we raised something around uh, a little bit over 50K. At, le- at least that's, the, that's yeah. what I can recall. Yeah, to just go out and play three on yeah, three exactly. in the summer. Exactly. It was fun. Stay in shape. Yeah, it's S- perfect fun. Sestitos were there. Uh, Giannas were there. Booney Evis from the Rangers organization was there. Uh, a couple local guys. Robbie Michael was there who plays for Maine. Um, yeah, so, you know, it was a lot of fun, and it's definitely something I think we're going to do uh, coming up. I'm going to try to take a bigger role in it this year. Okay, that'll be cool. We'll have to keep an eye on that. I know you met Tom Sestito late last year when you were on the team with an ATO. What was it like to see Tommy again at that tournament? Oh, it was great. It was good to see him again. Um, 
Still cracking jokes. I was going to say. Still the glue guy in the room. So The glue guy, keeping it all together. Oh, yeah. I love it. That, great. He is a he is a one-of-a-kind individual, and I mean that in the best way possible. I could live 10 more lifetimes and not meet another Tom Sestito. That's the best way I can describe him to people. There's no one other. There's no Tom Sestito other than Tom Sestito. Correct. You may think you know a guy like Tom Sestito. You don't. But then you meet Tom Sestito, and it's it, not the true Tom Sestito. It's the Tom Sestito of the Tom Sestito. Right, exactly. <laughs> I hope, hope you were able to keep up with that, everyone. Anyway, you said you and Alex Tuck have been good friends for a really long time, so I imagine what you guys had to be texting back and forth or staying in communication during that fantastic year he had last year. Of course, oh, yeah. playing for the Vegas Golden Knights in their first season, their expansion season, going all the way to the Stanley Cup final. Could he even believe what was going on last year? No. No, he couldn't. Yeah. You know, he he really bought into the the Golden Misfits, is what they call themselves. Yes, they in the did. sense that, you know, whatever team they play for, they didn't get seen as like a true fit for that team, and then we they all came in peace together in an incredible year. So it it was really cool following him, and especially him being a big part of it. It it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, and did you get a chance to to go out and visit him in Vegas at any point? I now, did, yeah, because you had your own seasons going on, but then by the time we wrapped up here in Wilkesbury, I mean, he was still playing for another two months you just didn't get the chance to go I had out. to go back and wrap up school and then by the time school is done uh what was it end of end of May it, yeah, the final starting and he's worried yeah. about I don't know trying to win the Stanley Cup yeah we uh we played Fortnite quite a bit he had a little superstition that every time we played Fortnite together the day of a game he scored mm -hmm. and as crazy as it sounds it for some reason worked it did it worked out now Fortnite is this very very um, popular thing right now, or I should say uh, polarizing a little bit because I know that some people, some organizations aren't too high on it right now, but I think it's in the news so much that a lot of people that don't actually play Fortnite have no idea what the heck it is. Anthony, what the heck is Fortnite? Because even I have a passing understanding of what it is. I'm not 100% certain. It is a video game. Correct. It's a video game. Um, it's played on all different platforms, Xbox, PlayStation, uh, PC. Yeah, so computer, it doesn't matter what you have. Nintendo you can all play Switch, with each other. You can all play with each other, exactly. And it, you get on a bus, and it's 100 people, and you get dropped into this big, gigantic map, and there's a bunch of different places you can go, and everyone starts the same. No guns, no shields, no healing, no materials to build. Yeah, and, you're just you know, bare it's bones. A it's, a, it's a scramble to get the best guns, the most... Whatever you Shields, can find, whatever you can find, and then the objective is to stay in the circle. The circle shrinks, and you got to stay in the circle and try to eliminate as many other people as you can and be the last person standing. Be the last man standing, and it's not just you and Alex Tuck. This has absolutely taken off everywhere. It has infiltrated hockey locker rooms all across, maybe even the world. I, yeah, I, I would say it's it's as crazy as it sounds. It unite it, it's united. Yeah. The world in a way where it's young kids and then there's even older people playing it and it you know there's no like age limit with who can play with who so it everyone gets put in a random lobby and everybody plays together i have two younger cousins that that play they they figured it out i guess they're good or whatever i've never played but then they got their father my uncle to play because he's like what are you kids playing it's Fortnite. come play dad you know kind of thing and they get so mad at him <laughs> because he hasn't taken the time to actually learn how to do everything all he does is just hide in a bush 
That's his move, and they get super mad at him. And he's like, well, I lasted longer than you. I'm just hiding in the bush. God, I, yeah, that's not that's not my style. I'm more <laughs> of a running gun. You're you're you see, running. You gun. see a guy, you go get him. You go get him. Yeah, he, he just he's he just hides in the bush. God. He doesn't win. He he'll never make it to the end. But he when it makes it longer than his kids, they get rattled. They that's, get rattled. I don't blame him. <laughs> it's carried around dead weight. It's carried around dead weight. But uh, he's at least he's playing with him. He's Absolutely. trying. He's Absolutely. trying. A for effort. Uh, maybe like B plus yeah, B for plus, effort. I was B say. plus for effort. Not quite an A. We can we can work on that though. So Fortnite is it has been a very uh, a polarizing thing around the the hockey world because there are some people that think guys could be spending their time other ways. In my opinion, who the heck cares? I mean, you have so much time away from the rink in the first place that I think you could be getting into so many worse things than just playing video games with your buddies. But it is. A polarizing topic. So with that in mind, Anthony, I think now is the perfect opportunity to play another game on the podcast featuring a lot of polarizing topics. Anthony, it's time to play Cancelled. Cancel it. 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 I could simply Cancel snap it. my fingers. Cancel it. They would all Cancel cease to exist. Cancel it. Anthony, I am about to bestow you with more power than you could ever imagine. The way Cancelled works is I have this helmet right here with a bunch of different topics, categories, things that are now up for cancellation. And you, my friend, are the great decider. When I pull one out, you get to decide if it is cancelled. Gone forever. From everything. Not gone from history, so it's not completely erased from all time, but from this moment forward, this thing is canceled. Do you understand? Got it. So, for example, I think um, last week, Will the Thrill was on, and one of the things he got was haunted houses, like the haunted house attractions. He decided to keep them, not cancel haunted houses. Whereas Sam Lafferty, in the uh, first edition of the Wilkes-Barre's Grant to Penguins podcast this year, canceled Fifty Shades of Grey. So Fifty Shades of Grey is no more. It's gone. It's canceled. And now you have the power in your hands. Are you ready to play canceled? I'm ready. All righty. Let's see what we got first. Anthony, would you cancel people singing aloud with headphones on? So the people that will have their headphones or earbuds in, but they sing out loud. Um, no. No. I would not. Why are you keeping people that sing aloud with headphones in? Honestly, it just that doesn't bug me that much. Okay. Um, they can do them. Do you sing aloud with headphones on? Are you protecting yourself? No. No. No, I'm not protecting myself. Not your move. Okay. Illegal downloads. No. You're not canceling illegal downloads. No, I'm not. But they're illegal. Um, well, I mean, I downloaded things before. Exactly. Everybody has. Everyone can say they haven't, but they have. So when faced with the opportunity, Anthony, to cancel illegal downloads, I think you're like a lot of people. You wouldn't jump at the chance. I wouldn't. You want to keep them. You, you just like knowing it's there. Absolutely. All right. Let's keep going then. Oh, God. I grabbed a couple. Oh, I'll use all three. I grabbed three at once. All right. You ready? Selfies. Oh, God. Um, Selfies. 
No, I wouldn't cancel them. You are being very generous, my friend. We've gone through three things, and you have not canceled one yet. No, I think some of them are funny. Okay. So the fact that some selfies are funny make, make all of them redeeming. So you're not getting rid of them because you want to keep the funny ones. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Would you cancel Kanye West's Twitter account? I don't follow it or know anything about it. You don't so. know anything about Kanye West's Twitter account. God no. bless you. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. God bless you. All right. Wow. Anthony Angelo keeping everything around. What about this move right here? Would you cancel ketchup on eggs? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You no, are pro ketchup I, on eggs. I used to eat ketchup on my eggs when I was younger, and then I stopped, and then, believe it or not, Jimmy Hayes at uh, Penn's training camp did it, and I was like, man, I got to get back into this, and I did. Lafferty hates me for it. Lafferty he hates you he for thinks, it. He thinks it ruins the eggs, but I think it's a good change of pace. So if Sam Lafferty was on, he would cancel oh, ketchup at, on it, eggs. Without hesitation. But you're the one with the power, yeah. and you keep ketchup on eggs. And next time I have eggs, I'm going to have ketchup on them. Yep. And you can put it right in Sam Lafferty's face. Absolutely. All right. Saying hashtag. Saying it? Yeah, like saying it out loud. That's, that's canceled. That that's dri- canceled. That drives me nuts. It drives you bonkers. Well, it's been canceled. You can't do it anymore. Anyone listening out there, Anthony Angelo has just canceled saying hashtag. So, like, provide an example. Hashtag canceled. Hashtag canceled. But you can't do that anymore. No, you can't. Yeah. No, you can still use them on social media. Oh, yeah, th- that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Saying it out loud is like in no, conversation. Makes you cringe. Yeah, hashtag canceled. You can't do that anymore. I don't know why I'm still doing it. Still keeping it around. Hashtag me neither. <laughs> no, we have we've canceled it. We have to <laughs> stop doing it. Now you've just opened up this can of worms. Okay. Would you cancel birthday parties for people who are over 21 years old? Um, birthday parties. So, so not so not saying happy birthday to somebody, but like a party where you give gifts. You a, have cake. Yeah, a birthday party for someone who is over twenty-one years old. Um, no, I wouldn't cancel it. I think there needs to maybe be a dip between like, I don't know, tw- I I can't give a good age, but I mean, I enjoy going to like my father's birthday parties when you know he turned fifty or whatever party for that matter. Okay, they're sticking around. Are these sticking around, Anthony, with a chance to cancel babies on airplanes? Uh, yeah, I, I'd cancel those. Babies on airplanes have yep. been canceled. So you know, I I have patience with babies on planes, but there was just one flight this summer where the baby didn't stop crying, and I was running low on sleep. I was hungry, so every little thing made me irritated. And yeah. That was one of them. Where was this uh, flight to and from? Like, how long of a flight are we talking about? It was coming back from Los Angeles. So from L.A. to New uh, York? Chicago. L.A. to Chicago. It was L.A. to Chicago, and it was a red eye. That's so still not a short flight. It's not short, and it was in the middle of the night. <laughs> and this baby was having none of it. No. And so you were having none of I it. I didn't have none of it either. Well, guess what? You don't have to worry about that yeah, ever canceled. again, Anthony, because you have canceled babies on airplanes. One. We'll do one more. We'll do All one right. more here. Okay, let's make, make it, it a good, good one. one. Let's make it a good one. Here, um, how about how about you pull it out? All right, I'll pick one. Up yeah, here. since it's the last one. Let's see. Oh, this is a good one. Okay, what did you get? I got gritty. Gritty, the Philadelphia Flyers new oh, mascot, yeah. that orange abomination. Yeah, Anthony Angelo. Without hesitation, it's canceled. Gritty is canceled. Gritty's canceled. Gritty is no Phil- more. Philly's arrival, and like, what is gritty? What is gritty? Well, they said 
there is like a canonical backstory for Gritty that they gave him that he was just this he's like a lifelong Flyers fan who was living like underneath the bleachers at the arena and then they just found him over the summer. He's essentially just a homeless person who loves hockey. That's a terrible story. They need that, a that's new the one. like canonical backstory of Gritty. Like, yeah, I think well, if you go on the Flyers canceled, website. So forget about him. Well, yeah, I guess we can't go on the Flyers website and read about him anymore because Gritty has been canceled. Oh, my goodness. What a round of canceled. After starting off so forgiving on so many different things, Anthony Angelo has canceled saying hashtag babies on airplanes and Gritty, the new Philadelphia Flyers mascot, or I should say the old Philadelphia Flyers mascot. Flyers, you got to get to work on something else because Gritty is no more. I will never forget the day that they unveiled Gritty. It was, I mean, it was the talk of the internet. It was the talk of everywhere. And you guys were on the ice practicing. I was sitting in the the lobby at the here at the Toyota Sportsplex with the reporters. So like Tom Fineski, the Times leader, was here. Tyler Picotti, the Citizens Voice, was here. I'm pretty sure. BRE was here that day too, so Robin Dean and Rich Jarneski, they were all here, and it had just come out, and it was Tyler Picotti that was like, have you guys seen the new Flyers mascot? No. What does he look like? Turns his phone around, and it was all we could talk about for the next hour and a half. I mean, I guess the Flyers did their part in making a mascot that would be the talk of the town, but I I mean, I, I still don't understand what he is or... What he's supposed to do, or how he's supposed yeah. to be appealing yeah, to like exactly children. Yeah. What demographic is this mascot for? I can't answer that. The meme demographic, only for the memes. They yeah, did I it for so. the memes, but I don't think they did. I think they genuinely thought he was going to be like well received and welcomed with open arms, and they just steered into the swerve in like their marketing campaign. Like everyone thinks it's ridiculous, so we're gonna make ready ridiculous. <laughs> I think I think their game plan out of the gate was to that he would just be beloved. And he is very polarizing. For sure. But he's gone now. He's canceled. Gritty has been canceled. Well, that does it for another round of canceled. Anthony, what did you think of that game? That's a new one. I haven't actually asked for reviews yet from that anyone fun. that's I, actually that participated. That was fun. I like that one. Yeah. Are you that like, was fun. Do you feel like the power coursing through your veins? Is it gone to your head? Uh, No. No, not really. I mean, if I could actually cancel Gritty, that would be another story. But Well, you just did. Um, you just did. You just canceled Gritty. I f- I'm sure there's a lot more uh, controversy or contra whatever. A lot more. Uh, yeah, you're you're staring at the helmet right now. Yeah, you're know. looking longingly into it, wondering what else is in there. Yeah, I'm sure there's uh, some hot ones in there, but we'll have to save them for another guest. We'll have to save them for another day. You you went through a good number of these as well. Do they get reused or no? No, no, no. So these are these are done. So like the next guy who comes on or a guy comes on in February. He doesn't get the chance to cancel Kanye West's Twitter account. This is now out of the running, okay? So you kept Kanye West's Twitter account, illegal downloads, ketchup on eggs, oh, God, selfies, singing aloud with headphones, and birthday parties for people over 21. But you canceled saying hashtag babies on airplanes ain't gritty. I am so sorry about your baby on the airplane experience, That's too. Right. I feel like... I have gotten very lucky because I have not had the baby on an airplane experience or at least the bad baby on an airplane experience. In the few times that I've flown in my life, everyone always tells me 
the worst thing that could happen is a baby gets on this plane. And I can't remember when this was, but a mom came on and she was carrying, like, and this baby had to be like, what? what is the minimum to allow a baby on an airplane? I'm not sure. Like, you can't that just, it can't just be bo- born and just take it right from the nursery on an airplane. There's got to be a minimum, right? There's got to be sure. rules for babies. Be. There has to be. There has to be rules for babies. Whatever it was, it had to be, like, just at the cutoff. And I, I was looking at it like, oh, no. It was sitting right in front of me. And I'm like, this is going to be rough. Slept the entire time. Just slept. Didn't, like, look around, look cute or anything. Just slept the entire time. So I feel like I cheated. Like, I cheated fate. <laughs> This is like a final destination thing, and there's gonna the next time I get on a plane, there's just gonna be like eight babies. Oh. Well, there's not because you canceled them. I canceled them, right? Yeah. Right. So thank See, you. Yeah, I feel for like that. I, I gotta have patience though, because I'm sure I'll have a baby on a plane one day, and it'll be mine, and then mm-hmm. I'll. Nope. Future Anthony Angelo can worry about that. Uh, yeah, I guess this Anthony Angelo is, has him canceled. So exactly. Deep breath in the meantime. Yeah. Way to go. Way to go, buddy. Good work. So I think um, that can wrap things up because that was a very effective round of canceled that was very effective it takes a lot out of you as well to to have that much power at your disposal and then use it but i think that uh that wraps things up i want to thank you again for uh taking the time to talk to me but before we go we do have to get to the final segment on every episode of the wilkes-barre scranton penguins podcast it is now time for pen's picks pen's picks anthony now this is the time in the show where I ask for a recommendation. You can give a recommendation to the people out there. It can be anything in the world, something you've been really into lately, maybe something we already mentioned on the podcast. Whatever you want to recommend to the listeners, now's your chance. What is your pen's pick? Uh, my pen's pick is a Netflix series that I just finished. The, all these seasons so far that are on Netflix. It's called Arrow. Oh, okay. It's about, It's uh, I guess... Long story short, it's kind of like a modern-day Robin Hood where there's a lot of backstory to the main character and things that happen. There's a lot of twists and turns, and some things get pretty far-fetched, but I was so invested in it that I had to finish it, and I just finished season six. Season seven's on TV right now, so looking forward to that being on uh, Netflix. And, you know, I think it's a good show if you want to kill some time. If you're uh, not listening to audiobooks or playing Fortnite, I think it's something you if could. If you can sit down and have yeah. the TV in front of you. Yeah, absolutely. Anthony Angelo is saying, watch Arrow. This is on... CW, that's its regular network, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so it's on television on CW, but they have all the previous seasons on Netflix. Give the quick uh, plot synopsis, elevator pitch for those that don't know what Arrow Um, is. It's about a guy that was on an island, and you learn about what happened to him on that island for during the course of the seasons, but he comes back to his city. It's taken over by bad guys in different ways, and not by bad guys, but I mean like villains but villains in the sense that it's different corrupt officials or mob guys bad or, guys yeah i guess they're yeah, broad definition of bad guys and um he takes on uh like a robin hood outfit and he goes and has different missions and he thinks it's he's there to fulfill his dad's uh debt to the city his dad left him this book and it had all these different names and he goes and kind of kills them one by one and crosses them off and um one thing leads to another and you know it goes from season one to season six um, can't exactly tell you how it links from one to another. As do not chronological yeah, no spoilers. order, but um, uh, no, it's pretty good. Definitely something to look into if you've already watched. You know the typical Prison Break, Breaking Bad, uh, The Office. All yeah, the if, you, if you've burned ones. through all the traditional binge shows, you're saying Arrow's watch next. Arrow. Absolutely, Arrow's next. That's a good pick. I have not seen Arrow, so I will it's take good. that recommendation in the bank. Put that next in my queue. Um, my pen's pick. 
for this broadcast is going to be orange soda. Just straight up orange soda. I don't care what brand you have. When we were in Providence, this most recent road trip, me, Mike Joyce, and Seamus McKelvey, our strength coach and athletic trainer respectively, were looking to kill some time. So we were walking through the big mall that they have, Providence Place, right in downtown. We're like, let's go see a movie. We saw Overlord. And before the movie, uh, do we want popcorn? Mike Joyce says, no, I don't want popcorn because he has to be all healthy and a big loser. Seamus and I said, well, we'll get a big bag and we'll both eat it. Get a big bag, both eat it. And then last minute decision, I said, give me the orange soda. I don't like to drink a lot of soda because it's not good for you, but just a, just a good, crisp... Just hit you in the feels, huh? Just a good, crisp glass of orange soda is where it's at. So my pen's pick is orange soda. Next time you get a chance to grab an orange soda, don't pass it up, people. Take it. Enjoy it. Savor the flavor. Fair enough. So that will wrap things up for us on the latest and greatest episode of the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast. Anthony... Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Really appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for having me, Nick. That was fun. That was Anthony Angelo. I am Nick Hart. Thank you to all of you listening out there. Once again, you can find all of the old episodes of the Wilkes-Barre Scranton and Penguins podcast on the Wilkes-Barre Scranton and Penguins SoundCloud page or on iTunes. And in the future, we're doing this bi-weekly once again. So we'll be off next week, but then back again, coming through your ear holes over the sound waves. Until two weeks from now, do whatever you want. Thanks for listening.